Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. Thank you so very much. Guys, I'm excited to be with you today. And I'm excited actually to do some teaching. We're just going to get back to some plain old Bible teaching about the Holy Spirit. Uh, If you remember back on Vision Sunday, that is what we were talking about. We were talking about the fact that we are a Pentecostal people, we're a Pentecostal church, and, and we need to engage with the presence of God. We don't just need to know about God, we need to know God as individuals. And uh, I'm not going to lie, it's, I never imagined when I, I said I was going to be talking about this, that uh, I was going to be doing it this way. And it is not the way I prefer to do it, because I don't like just talking about stuff. I like demonstrating some things. But what I feel is that we're going to get some basic teaching out there. And then when eventually we get to back to some degree of normality, um, then um, some of you might remember I talked about having some pop-up evenings. And I really think it's important that um, in addition to this teaching, we give some opportunity for um, uh, some practical outworking. And so we run, I think we should run some prophetic evenings um, where we can see some practical outworking, some practical demonstration, because it's not just about filling our hearts and minds with theory. We need to see it. We need to experience it. And then I believe our confidence will grow uh, as we as we uh, begin to move in this area. So allow me to pray as we come around uh, his word. Now, Father, I thank you uh, that you are with us. I thank you that you're helping us. I thank you that, Lord God, you are helping us in ways that we, didn't, we don't even realize you're helping us. But Father, as we come around your word now, and particularly as we come to talk and speak of the things of your spirit, I pray that you would help us. Help us to grasp what the Spirit is saying. I thank you that you, as the Spirit of God, are without boundary and without limit. And you can go anywhere. And that you you yourself are our teacher. And we pray, Lord, I pray that you would take these, these simple words, Lord God, and that you would uh, take them beyond our, our intellect, but you would also put them in our heart in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So, we're, yeah, we're here to talk about uh, today, I want to talk about the prophetic, something very, very close to my heart. And, and starting here, because I think it kind of, it's kind of foundational. If we, can, if we can learn to flow and understand what the Bible teaches about the prophetic, um, then actually uh, it, it, it can set us up for the other areas as well. Because being filled with the Spirit of God uh, means that we, there is evidence of that. In that, um, we, we find ourselves having gifts of the Holy Spirit and we find ourselves um, having ministry gifts of the Holy Spirit, which I will allude to in, in a few moments. Um, when I talk about the prophetic, um, I'm talking about 
I suppose, a supernatural ability, an, an, an ability that is beyond my own natural ability, ability to be an encouragement to someone else. And this, this is open to anyone who is born again and is filled with the Spirit of God. Um, you don't have to have jumped through some spiritual hoops. You don't have to be an extra good person. You don't have to be perfect. Um, this is open to every single one of us. Paul, uh, when he wrote to the Corinthian church, um, he said this. He said, follow. This is 1 Corinthians 14. He says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit. So the first thing I want to say is that you, seeing the power of the Spirit is absolutely no replacement for being a church filled with love. But it's, it, is, it is about both. We're not meant to be one or the other, you know, or we, we don't really flow in the Spirit, but you know what, we've got love. Not yet great, we need to follow the love, that we need to follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. Now that, that word, uh, eagerly desire, it, it, it actually is an encouragement to us to say, guys, you need to want this. This, this is not just something, ah, you know, we don't really need this as long as we've got love. No, Paul is saying you must eagerly desire, you must want this. You must want this. That is a good thing. And he said, he goes on to say there is especially prophecy for anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. Okay. They utter mysteries by the spirit, but the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies, builds up the church. Very, very important. So we're gonna, it's gonna be a little bit stop, start, a little bit of press pause and, and, and carry on. But I want us to understand something that, that, that Paul very specifically says, uh, the prophetic at this level strengthens, encourages and comforts. I believe actually that that is the impact that uh, speaking in tongues has on me. So when I use the language of the spirit, I find myself strengthened and encouraged and comforted. My mind may not be uh, fruitful because of what I'm saying, because I can't understand what I'm saying. But when I, when I speak in tongues, I edify myself, I build myself up and therefore I'm strengthened, encouraged, and comforted. When I prophesy, that same strengthening, encouragement, and comfort comes to the church. And just to back up what I was saying earlier, 1 Corinthians 14, uh, 31 says, for you can all prophesy in turn, so that everyone may be instructed and encouraged. The prophets, the spirits of the prophets are subject, this is verse 32, to the control of the prophets. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the congregations of the Lord's people. So firstly, I wanna say this, we can all prophesy. It's open to everyone, as I've said, who is born again and filled with 
God's Holy Spirit. The second thing I want to say is, the Bible says here, the spirits of prophets are subject to the control of the prophets. In other words, there is no one who is being inspired, used by the Spirit of God, who could ever say, oh, I couldn't help it. I, I don't know what happened. It was just God. God overcame me. I just, no, no one ever is going to be controlled. It's the, in fact, it's the devil who controls people. God never brings a person to being out of control. Everyone being used of God maintains their control. I'm not a puppet. I'm not a ventriloquist dummy where God just works my mouth. I don't have to huff, puff, work myself up to try and prove this is God. You know what? If it's God, we will know. We'll be able to tell. You don't need to dramatize it to somehow give us the impression that this is this is God. You don't have to change your voice. You don't have to speak deep. You don't have to speak high. You don't have to speak in the King James Version of the Bible. You just need to use your own voice as you are carried along by the Holy Spirit. But that's for all of us. And I love that. I love that. Listen, there are some people who are going to carry a greater anointing in this area. And I will I will talk about that in a moment. But this is open to us all. Everyone who is filled with the Spirit of God can be used in this way. And actually taking us right back to remind you, we should desire to be used in this way. Let me say this, prophesying doesn't make you a prophet and and you don't have to be a prophet to prophesy. So just because you have prophesied, it doesn't mean you're a prophet. This is not a status thing. This is not about making me the star of the show. This is about me serving any in any way, at any time I'm being used in the area of the gifts, I am serving. I am simply a servant. I am the drain pipe. The water comes down. I'm a vessel that is carrying the message of God. When we are talking about the gift of prophecy in the New Testament, we're not comparing it to the Old Testament prophets because because at that time there were only a few designated people who were given the ability to hear God and speak on behalf of God whereas now because of what Jesus accomplished on the cross which is incredible we all through and by the power of the spirit have that ability that's awesome so i want to take us right back to to what the prophetic does cuz these these are key things. I want to inspire you. I want to challenge you that this message is for you, not just for somebody else. This is for all of us. But I also have to, at the same time, bring some counsel, some teaching, and some caution um, because there are dangers. So let me put it like this. You know, um, electricity is a wonderful thing. The fact you are watching this right now is because in some capacity, electricity is being used. It is a blessing. Thank God for it. Thank God for uh, for it being in our lives. That same electricity that blesses us in so many ways, um, that, that electricity can also do a great deal of harm and can even kill. And, and I just want us to understand that, that 
as long as we handle uh, the gift of God in, in a wise and careful way, it will bless us and it will do us a great deal of good. But if we misuse it, if we say, ah, you know what, those those rules aren't necessary. And I don't know, with have this spiritual equivalent of washing our hands and with wet hands start turning off light switches and things. Um, no, when you break the rules, this stuff can hurt you. It can harm you. And so with the excitement of knowing that you're being used by God, that God is using you as his mouthpiece, is it, it's incredible. We also need to take into account that it can be dangerous if not handled in the right way. So when I talk to you about the prophetic uh, strengthening you, encouraging you and comforting you, that is to help you. It is giving you a guide to, to um, understand whether something is from God or not. I want to empower you to know that. Because some of us, all we need to hear is someone walk up to us and say, hey, you know what? I've got um, a word from God for you. And we might be like, oh my gosh, oh my word, that is awesome. Okay, a word from God for me. For me. But, but just because someone says they've got a word from God, you need a way of knowing whether that is true or not. And so the, fir the first thing I want to say is, if, if someone is coming up to me with a word or we're hearing something in a public setting that is, that is a word that is um, being spoken out, we, we, that's our recipe to know, is, is, this, is this God? Does it strengthen? Does it encourage? And does it comfort? Because now, you know, and, and I've heard this, you know, someone, someone saying, oh, you know, I just believe that God is going to take you through a valley of sickness, you know, like, well, right now, like, no, that, that does not fit that. How can I be encouraged about that? There's nothing encouraging about that. So we know instantly, wait a minute, you, you are off key, bro. This is not, this is not from, not from the Lord. Um, this, this level of prophecy that I'm talking about, this first Corinthians 14 level of prophecy is open to all, but it absolutely is entry level. What do I mean by that? Well, Ephesians chapter four also speaks of ministry gifts, and these are gifts to the body of Christ. So these are people anointed by the Holy Spirit to help build up the people of God, to make them more effective um, as church uh, in the world, so that they will they will be an imp they will impact the world in a more powerful way, and and those ministry gifts are apostles, evangelists, pastors, teachers, but they're also prophets. Now, when I'm talking about this kind of ministry gift, I am not talking about that First Corinthians fourteen level. This is not entry level stuff. It is a different thing. This is a gift to the body. Of Christ, um, and you know, time forbids for me uh, going uh, into all the distinction of that. We will do that. We will do that at a later time. But these are people. The the Ephesians four level of ministry gift are a people with a proven prophetic ministry that is recognized 
by the church. They are a prophet because others call them a prophet, not because they call themselves a prophet. I'm not a prophet because I've got a business card with the word prophet before my name. Let me make that clear. I'm not a prophet because I call myself a prophet. I'm not an evangelist because I call myself an evangelist. It's not a title. It's not a, it's not a label. I am those things because other people call me those things and they call me those things because they recognize that gift. How do they recognize that gift? There is fruit. I know you don't need to tell me you're an evangelist. I will know you're an evangelist because you can't even come to church without someone who doesn't know the Lord. People are getting saved all around your life. Uh, that There is fruit to give me evidence that you are you are an evangelist because people are getting to they are coming to know Jesus. Wow. It's the same with the prophetic. At this level, we will recognize that gift and it will be recognized by others inside the church. Prof why prophecy needs to be I'll mention this a little bit later, but prophecy needs to be evaluated. The Bible talks about the word weighed, but that basically means it needs to be evaluated. So anyone prophesying needs to be part of a church where they are recognized and where they are accountable. No one floating around churches should be bringing words of prophecy to people without any accountability. If someone's coming up to you and you don't know them and they are not part of Heart Church, they should not be bringing a word for your life. They should not be bringing any prophetic word to that body, you know, where they are not part of the church, certainly with, with not without um, submitting that to, to leadership. So it's, this is not a free-for-all uh, where I can just go around saying whatever I want to. There is accountability on the basis that the prophetic is there to strengthen, encourage, and comfort, then we should understand that the prophetic will never bring a sense of condemnation or gloom. It should never bring confusion. God is not a God of confusion. If someone brings you a prophetic word and you find yourself confused, then you need to say, wait a minute, God is not a God of confusion. Why would I be confused? Prophecy will bring clarity. It will bring, it will bring a greater depth of understanding to a situation and it will not bring, it will not bring confusion. We, we, all of us, as we walk with God, we need to, to be able to develop our hearing, to understand and recognize the voice of God. When I talk about the voice of God, and I've hinted at this, I've tried to break it down to be more practical, because how, when we talk about that, do you know, are we... Are we talking about God just speaking from the mountain in a deep voice? You know, and I say, oh, I've never heard that. Well, I, I can tell you, as far as I have never heard, as far as I'm aware, the audible voice of God, i.e. these human ears, as big as they are, have not picked up the audible voice of God. Yet I believe I've heard the voice of God many times. How? How have I heard the voice of God? Well, God speaks to me 
in my thoughts. He will, he will show me pictures. He will give me words. I have learned to recognize how they might differ from my ordinary thoughts. He speaks to me through the scripture. He, he speaks to me in my gut. Um, I get that gut feeling. And I believe actually um, that God will speak through anything, any situation for those who have learned to recognize his voice. I talk about hearing because I can only speak right if I hear right. If a child has difficulty learning uh, to speak, they don't check the mouth, they check the hearing. The doctors will check the hearing because that, if, if I'm having difficulty in speaking, it's because I'm having difficulty in hearing. And so I need to understand and hear the voice of God if, if I'm going to be able to accurately speak in the name of Jesus. Um, so speaking right flows from hearing right. Um, we Even hearing, I know it sounds strange to use the word hearing, but I might even be able to, to recognize where God is at work. I'm just thinking about there's that account in John 21 um, where there's that miraculous catch of fish after the resurrection of Jesus. The, the fishermen had gone back to fishing and Jesus is on the beach and uh, he is um, uh, preparing uh, some um, food on the shore for them. And he calls to their friends in verse 5 of John 21, he calls out to them, he says, friends, um, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net um, on the right side of the boat. You will find some. And when they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. Now, I don't think I emphasized that as well as I might have done in the, where it says in verse four, early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but this disciples did not realize it was Jesus. But when they saw, so they, they didn't recognize him, but when they saw what had happened, they recognized, they said, there's only, there's only one person who can do this. This is Jesus. And so in, a, in another weird way, they were seeing but hearing. They were able to recognize God in the circumstances as they unfolded. God's voice brings peace. Colossians 3 verse 15 says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. The peace of God is an indicator of the voice of God. God isn't just someone filled with peace. He is peace and he will bring peace. I'm not saying he won't bring challenge uh, to our lives. He absolutely will. But with that challenge will be, will be peace. I actually love the way the Amplified version of the Bible puts this in this 1 Corinthians 14 scripture. It says, For he who is the source of their prophesying is not a God of confusion and disorder, but of peace and order. There we have it. God is not a God of confusion 
and disorder, but a God of peace and order. So how can I practically work this out in my own life? You know, one of the great questions that often gets asked, well, you know, if I'm hearing something, how do I know it's not just me? How do I know I'm not making it up? And I get it because it's not, it's actually not easy when I'm learning, it's difficult. Um, well, the first thing I want to say is if I'm, if I'm feeling to share something with someone and when I started out, I, I, I just basically uh, asked God uh, to give me a scripture to bless somebody with. Um, I, you know, I thought, well, if I'm using the Bible, it's, it's pretty safe territory. And, and, and God would often uh, highlight something in the Bible for me to share with someone. And he still does to this day. The question I ask myself is, does, does this the, uh, thing that I believe that I want to share, does it bring strength, encouragement and comfort? Well, if it does, it's not going to do too much damage. Is it in line with what the Bible teaches. Well, if it's from the Bible, well, almost certainly it is. But if it's a picture that, or something like that, um, and, and every picture you get must come with an interpretation. You can't just come with some picture, oh, I've seen a tree with some fruit on it, and I think, I don't know, I just feel that's for you. No, you gotta, it's not enough just to talk about a picture you if you if you see a picture great but you've got to believe God to be able to interpret that so you're not leaving someone with confusion but clarity so is it in line with the Bible um, if you're still not sure um, then you should ask someone uh, who's in leadership you should submit it to someone and, and, and I want to I want to say this because this is very very key in regard to the the, the prophetic ministry, development in the prophetic is a team sport. Development in the prophetic is a team sport. What do I mean by that? It's not just about me being off on my own, calling myself a prophet, going around, saying whatever I want to say without accountability. Development in this ministry needs to be a, de a develop around people who are functioning and experienced in this ministry. So I can learn that, okay, right, when I said that, okay, I didn't get that quite right. But the first bit, that was good. Okay, that's how I learn by being around others who can help me see and rightly and appropriately interpret what God is saying. That's why if I prophesy, I must understand that that, that prophecy needs to, to, to stand up to evaluation. No one can prophesy in isolation, or they certainly shouldn't. Every one of us who prophesy must understand that that prophecy is subject to being evaluated. As I, as I pull uh, towards the end there, and I know there's a lot of information here, but Second Peter verses, um, uh, Second Peter 1 verse 21 says, For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. I think this is really important to say because sometimes people prophesy out of the origin of their own will. What do I mean by that? They speak out what their desires would be for someone. They speak out what their perspective is about someone's situation. 
and then they they say uh you know the saith the lord or or in the name of jesus and believe that that is a prophetic word no it, it, it is not, the prophecy is not me saying to someone what I would want for them. Prophecy is something that I believe the Spirit of God has given me for that person. I also think it's important just to add at the end there of the scripture, it talks about as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Carried along is not driven. We will never be driven by God to do anything. God will not drive us, i.e. get us to do something against our own will. We will only appropriately prophesy when our will is submitted and subject to God. Well, there you go. <laughs> I believe the prophetic gift, uh, it develops with time, it develops with accountability, it develops with use, it develops as I submit it and subject it to those who, who have uh, been experienced in this over, over many years. And in that regard, it can be a tremendous and powerful tool that will build up and inspire the body of Christ to enable it to be all it can be. If you've ever had a prophetic word, something that has come at just the right time and you've lived on the momentum of those words it is a powerful experience i can think of many times over my years in the ministry where someone has just come with that word at the right time and it has lifted my spirits people who didn't know anything about my situation but it has lifted my spirits and fed me for many days and, 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 and blessed me and, been, and given me life. And I know, even as I'm saying that, some of you out there know what I'm talking about. What an incredible way to live. I want to say that I believe for every single one of us, if we are people who are generating an atmosphere of encouragement wherever we go, Many times the prophetic will piggyback that, that atmosphere of encouragement, those words of encouragement. I think some of you have prophesied uh, and you didn't even realize you were prophesying as you have brought a word of encouragement to someone. So let's, do, let's, let's be the kind of people who are used of God to speak life and inspiration into one another so that we can all be all, uh, all that we're called to be. In Jesus' name, God bless you. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.